0: Good morning. Welcome back to the Born to be Mild podcast. I feel like I have a little bit of like a phone sex voice going on this morning. You'll have to excuse me. I'm definitely, definitely drinking my coffee while recording this episode. I guess I didn't picture my life having barely just turned 30, waking up on a Monday morning, potentially borderline hungover, in my defense. I didn't really do that during my 20s, so maybe it's just like catching up for missed time. I don't even really know what we're doing here this morning. I just thought I would recap my weekend for you, I guess. We could talk about all of the wild things I've done, which is nothing, by the way. I had like five drinks yesterday, but with my body type, that I may as well have done a keg stand. The night didn't end great, mostly because it didn't end well for the 49ers. This is not a sports podcast. I don't understand anything about sports ball the only thing I know is Jimmy G has a perfectly symmetrical face. I'm very interested in the work that the Lord did when he made that creature, but my husband is none too pleased with him. So I think Jimmy's not going to be with us for much longer, spiritually, in the house of the 49ers, but he was nice to look at while he was here. So, I again, I don't understand anything about sports ball. They lost last night, but if we back it up like even further than that, We started the weekend by trying to watch Yellowstone, and when I say trying, we did watch it. I tried to like do a live reaction recording to an episode of Yellowstone because I kind of wish I could go back in time and like redo watching it for the very first time and record my reaction because I don't know if you guys have seen that show, and if you haven't, you're like me, and this is a grand opportunity for you. I swear to God, you won't be wasting your time. Turn that show on. I didn't know I had any sexual fantasies until I started watching Yellowstone, and we're only four episodes deep, and apparently I have a thing for cowboys. Everyone in that show can get it. Every single person. Kevin Costner's in that show. He's not looking bad either. Not really my type, but the man who has stolen my heart, even more so than my husband, and I'm very proud of him for not being threatened by this, but it's whoever this character Casey is. He's like a blonde guy. He's... I think he has a military background because he shoots things. It's very attractive to me. He also played Elliot in Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, it kept bothering me the first episode why I knew this man, and it turned out that he was the same actor who played Elliot. So I don't know how he made such a leap because if we're being honest, I would say that the Fifty Shades of Grey series was not, like, high-quality acting, and then all of a sudden now he's, like, acting with Kevin Costner. Okay, I'm at my computer. Let's just look this man up, and that'll be, like, a great way to start my Monday. Luke Grimes. Of course, his name would be Luke fucking Grimes. Luke fucking Timothy Grimes. Best known for his roles in the acclaimed film American Sniper and the Fifty Shades film series and the drama series Yellowstone. So he's 38, 38. Oh, he looks really good. This is the thing that's not fair about being, like, a man versus a woman. Like, I swear to God, these men, they age like fine fucking wine. Meanwhile, I'm over here pumping Botox into every crevice that I can possibly get it into. And I'm only 30. Oh, it's not fair. The man is stunning. Everybody, everybody get out your phone and Google image search Luke Timothy Grimes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, anyway, he's looking really good. And on top of looking good himself, I will say also his wardrobe I'm very interested in. Somewhat for my husband, a little bit for myself. I actually feel like I could wear a lot of what's going on here. It's definitely like a specific type of aesthetic, Don't mind all the clicking noises you hear in the background because I'm just, as we talk, I'm just going to keep clicking through the Google image search of my new future husband, Luke Grimes. That kind of sounds like a country singer. I don't listen to country music, but it feels like he could have an album of some sorts. Anyway, I'm on a mission. I'm definitely on a mission myself to like... Understand if I can wear some of these clothes, but I'm also on a secret mission that's not. I feel like as soon as my husband opens his Valentine's Day present, he's gonna understand it's not so secret. I'm definitely trying to dress him like Casey. I am definitely trying to dress him like Casey Dutton from Yellowstone. I have invested for him, um, I've invested in some boots. Yeah, I got my husband into boots. He's like a hype beast sneakerhead, so this is kind of a big deal for me. I feel like all of you should send me some cards and, and some congratulations. He wore boots the other day, and I was feeling that. We also then had to find him some new jeans because guess what? You cannot have like a wide leg pant that works with your sneakers with your boots. It's not a great look. So then we did that. And then I may or may not have gone on Nordstrom and filtered on the men's section for basically just only the brands Madewell and Levi's. To make that happen. Maybe a little Carhartt, you know? And I don't really care if you guys judge me for this. I think it's my right to objectify my husband. And I also can't really be held responsible for the things that I buy for him while I'm ovulating. Again, could be Yellowstone spoilers, but if you're like me, this show has been going on for, I think, years at this point. So if you're already behind, you're already behind and you can't really blame me for running into spoilers. We started watching, I think, the fourth episode of Yellowstone. I tried to record it. It didn't work out because my mic wasn't working. You don't really care about that. The point is, I was pretty proud of Casey for not murdering anyone because I feel like the first three episodes of the series, he manages to kill somewhere between like two and like six people. It's a little bit dicey to me how many we call him responsible for, but we ended the episode where he's basically getting like arrested for w- one of these crimes. I don't know because he's committed so many at this point, but- Yeah. So we watched Yellowstone. I think that was like our Friday night activity. I also had tried to make artichokes, and for some reason they were kind of disgusting, so we ended up ordering sushi. It wasn't a bad night. I was pretty into that. And then I took like a kind of like a week break from reading, which if you follow me on Instagram, which is still at Blondes and Bagels, even though this is Born to be Mild and has its own Instagram, I think like Born to be Mild pod, my personal Instagram is Blondes and Bagels. If you follow me there, you know I read like crazy. Last year, I read 106 books, which is like my flex. It's kind of like people who run, and they always remind you that they run, you know? Like somehow runners always manage to tell you that they run. I'm that bitch that manages to tell you that she read 106 books in 2021. So just so we're like on the same page here about why I keep repeating that. The point is I took like a little bit of a break for like a week, and then all of a sudden I picked up like a super smutty book and then read like two smutty books on, was it Friday that I did that? It's kind of like throughout the weekend. It was, like, a very, like, sensual, literary kind of weekend. And then the other thing I had taken a break from was writing because I did Nano NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month. So I was writing, like, my first fiction book ever in back in November. And that has been, like, a pain in my ass. I think I could talk about that for hours, so we're not going to even get into that. But I think, like, the first thing you write might not necessarily be the first thing you try and get published. I've been, like, as I'm reading all of these smutty books, I've been sort of, like, lodged in the back of my mind thinking about this romance story. And you can tell me my brain is weird. I'm so curious if anyone else does this. I actually kind of need to know if someone else does this because my husband definitely, like, doesn't get it. And I was trying to explain it to him, and he thought it was very strange. I'm that person that when I watch a movie or I read a book, I will almost, like, I'll go to bed at night and I'll close my eyes and I will almost, like, continue those stories with those characters, like, in my head. Like, I will continue to, like, play out the story and, like, create new scenes. It sounds really weird when I'm talking about it out loud, but I do do that. So, basically, I had been reading this book series that's kind of, like, based in a college, like, there's, like, a sports team, all this other crap, and I kept – For, like, three months, the last, like, three months, taking some of these characters and at night just, like, daydreaming new scenarios with them, like, different dates they would go on, definitely, like, a romance. So I've kind of been, like, sitting on this idea. And then this past weekend, it just randomly occurred to me, like, this could be, like, a story. Like, it could be, like, a book. Like, all of a sudden I saw the opening scene to this book I could write. And then I, like, raced to my computer and spent, I'm pretty sure from, like, 10 a.m., to like 4 p.m., just unleashing myself on Scrivener, on the page. So I'm kind of excited about that. I feel like there's definitely some truth to when people say, like, write what you know, because I decided I wanted it to be set at a college. So I'm like, okay, I went to UCSB for one quarter. That totally gives me legitimacy to write about that place. (laughs) It really doesn't. <laughs> I'm going to set it like a fake version of UCSB, I think, because I want the sports aspect of this to be soccer. Like, I want, like, the lead man main character to be the star striker on the soccer team. And then the girl is going to be, like, a guitar player. Like, she just, like, is majoring in music or something. And the only reason that makes sense is because, like, I can play guitar well enough to, like, speak about it or understand it. I could never write about someone playing piano because, I like, don't play piano. So that's what I did. I spent a lot of time this weekend writing and doing all of that. And then after I stopped writing, I just like went right back to reading smutty books. My Sunday was like a mix of like really high highs. And then I think for my husband, it was lows. For me, it didn't really matter. It didn't really impact my life. But we met up with my best friend for a belated birthday lunch for myself in. Sausalito, which, so I'm in Marin County, which is north of San Francisco. So Sausalito is like the place that tourists like ferry over from San Francisco to. I didn't really realize that when we were walking around, it was like 99% tourist spots, but the place we had lunch at was absolutely delicious. It was so yummy. I ended up ordering two Aperol spritzes. They were pretty strong. Then we came back home to start watching the football game. I don't even know what game it was. It must have been some, like, qualifying game for the Superb Owl because it was a big deal that we didn't win it. I also couldn't even tell you who we played. It was probably, like, a Tigers or something. Anyway, I had a couple glasses of Sauvignon Blanc there, and then did I have a beer? I don't even know what happened. I just—I was bored. What was there to do? Like, to be honest, I found so much more interest in the bag of sour cream and onion chips that we had out on the table than I did in that football game. And I know that's blasphemous to my husband. I'm really sorry. I'm not even sorry. I feel like, honestly, honestly, we can't all be expected to love the things that our partners love. We just put up with the insanity because we love them. So he was what we would call a crabapple, a crabopole after the loss Um, yeah. The thing about drinking even, not even heavily, just the thing about drinking, I think after you're like, I don't even want to say after 30 because I'm barely after 30 now, but even just after the age of like 27, 28 maybe, I like feel it. Like I'll have a couple of drinks and I like won't sleep well. Like I'll toss and turn, I'll have rapid heart rate, I'll keep waking up during the night, I'll have digestive problems. It's not great. It doesn't take much. I'm I'm, like, reminiscing back on the days of being, like, 21, 20, 22, whatever, whatever age we're going to say we were going hard at. First of all, I never really went that hard. Like I said, I was always the DD. But I at least could drink and not, like, I could drink and go to sleep at night. I've never actually had a night where I blacked out. I don't even know that I'll ever let myself get to that place. The worst I ever had was when I was rushing Was I rushing or was I already in? It must have been after I got into the Greek system in college. And I was a transfer student, so I was, like, slightly older. I was a junior. The thing to know about me is I've experienced pretty much everything later than I should have. So while all of you kids were out when you were, like, 17, 18, 19 drinking, I had literally never gone to a party. I had never because I went to UCSB for one quarter Was horrified by what I saw. I had skipped sixth grade. So by the time I got to UCSB, I was like a 17 year old, like pearl clutching kind of human. And those kids were, those kids had gotten out of their daddy's Lexus. And we're going buck wild, and I had no idea what I was looking at. It was crazy. Not to mention I didn't know what I wanted to like do in terms of majoring, and I was like paying all this money to be there. So it didn't work out. It's nobody's fault. It's not the school's fault. It's not anybody else's fault. I did have terrible roommates. It's kind of their fault. But I digress. The point is, I went home from UCSB after one quarter. I busted my ass in community college for a year and a half because I was like, I'm not fucking staying here. I cannot do this. I need to get out. Then I transferred to SF State. So it was at SF State at, like, the ripe age of, like, 19 that I went to my first college party. I had just gotten in to a sorority, and this was not a Greek event at all. It just happened to, like, be with a couple people from that sorority. So they invite me to this pregame. And, again, if you've never done this before, you don't really understand how to pace yourself. So I got kind of, like, shit-faced at the pregame, So by the time we got in the car to go to the actual party, which confused me that there was like a party before a party, I never understood that. Still to this day, I don't understand why we call it a pregame. That's the fucking party. People prefer the pregame to the actual party. So we get in the car. I'm sick. Like it's not going well. We have to pull over and call. I had these roommates that two of them were girls I basically rented a room in a house. That's how it works in San Francisco. I, like, didn't know anybody. I moved there, like, without knowing anybody as a junior. So I moved into, like, a place where I could rent a room in a house with other people. And the other people in the house all happened to be students, too. I think they were all, like, slightly younger than me. So it was, like, two girls and one guy. And this guy was, like, just such a sweetheart, such a nice boy. I had given him my car keys before I left. Like, hey, just in case I'm going out, I don't, like, I should be fine. Other people give me rides, but just in case— Thank God for me being a Capricorn that makes just-in-case plans because this man, this boy, I called him drunk from the curb like, can you get in my car and drive my car to pick my ass up, which he did with no complaint. And then I had to go home. I had to be taken home in my own car. So I didn't even make it to my first college party And that is the first and last time I've let myself be that level of drunk. Like, I've been hungover since then, but that was the absolute worst. And I remember two specific things about it. The first thing I remember is after we got home, I remember the shower. I remember the drunk shower. And I'm not sure if you guys have had a shower while you're wasted before. I love showers. I think they're peaceful places. I do some of my best thinking in the shower. But when you're drunk, it is another experience. It is a different kind of vibe. I sat, I sat in the shower and I must have been in there for a long time because the only thing I remember is that same boy, (laughs) that same roommate knocking on the bathroom door at one point going, are you okay? (laughs) So he was definitely like checking in on me because I must have been under the water for a while. The next thing I remember is going to Safeway at 7 p.m. the next day. So this is the next day, definitely like 24 hours later. And being so fucking hungover and buying everything I could possibly do, like just anything I could get my hands on to make it stop. Anything greasy, ibuprofen, lots of Gatorade. It was rough. So 24 hours later, I was still feeling like shit. And that is why I really have never let myself drink like that ever since. So I was like the really cool kid at all the Greek parties. I was the designated driver. People can vouch for me. I swear to God. All of you that knew me during that time, you can vouch for me. I was always the sober one. Which, looking back at the Facebook photos of that time, kind of cracks me up now, knowing that I was a sober one. Because you look at these pictures, and you see this very stereotypically like blonde sorority girl wearing the party outfits and going to the parties. And in my soul, I know that I was completely sober during every single one of those events. So that was my weekend. I do feel—I wouldn't say hungover, I just don't feel great this morning— You know, you drink before bed, don't sleep well. Your husband's tossing and turning because he cares far too much about the results of a sports ball game. That was my weekend. I hope you guys had a delightful weekend. I hope you have an even better week ahead. Actually, that's not going to work out. These episodes, I used to release episodes on Mondays. I think I'm going to start releasing them on Thursdays now. So happy Thursday. (laughs) Have a good weekend ahead. Don't drink too much. Make good choices. We should be leaving for Texas pretty soon to go to a wedding. I'll live record that. I am very excited. I'm going to be recording soon about Smutty Books with my good friend Tomi of Good to Meet ya at Good to Meet ya. Yeah, we got exciting stuff coming up ahead. So do the usual shit for me that I so appreciate. Please leave me a review. It really helps me out. Uh, it'd be great if you could follow the podcast. It would also be great if you could like share me with your friends I feel like women don't usually say that to other people, but if you could share me with your friends, that would be great. Okay, bye. See you next time. Make good choices.